welcome to the Vince Vonathon. I'm Taylor. And I'm Patrick. And I am so happy this is audio and you can't see our setup right now. Yeah, anyway, I have a question for you. That's not how we, we don't start with quips, we start with questions. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have a question for you and I'm dying to ask it. Okay. Were you a Saved by the Bell fan? I absolutely was. You were? Yes. Okay. I was a big... So, um, I I can't remember. I guess it was middle school. I got out of middle school at 3.40. And I took the bus home. So, it must have been 4 o'clock. Saved by the Bell was on... Uh, you got home fast. Uh, I don't know. You made it home street. by 4 o'clock? I'm, I'm saying I was able to catch the 4 o'clock show. So sometime okay. in between 4 and 4.30, right. Saved by the Bell was on until like 5. Okay. And so I came home every single day from, I think, middle school and watched it. I was obsessed. I watched like the college years. I, I watched like every single installment that existed. And in the summertime, they would do just like all day marathons of like the entire series. So although maybe not like every single time in like... Um, uh, in order, I have probably seen the series like I don't think five times. I've seen a show in syndication in order, so yeah, I don't think you're alone in that one. Yeah. Well, uh, I ask, of course, because we've got another double feature episode for you this week. Yeah. Our first one, made from 2001, features a screech cameo, <laughs> and that's that's really all I have to say about that. R.I.P. <laughs> Did he die? Yeah. I- for real? Yeah, right? I I mean, I don't... I, I wasn't really a Saved by the Bell fan, okay. so I don't... Dustin yeah, he died. died in 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's sad. I know. I said that when we were watching Made and you didn't say anything. I thought that you just had no words. <laughs> just... <laughs> Uttered speechless, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I didn't I can't... register what you said. It's, yeah. Wow, this is a horrible way to remember him. It says, in this article by The Hollywood Reporter, it says, Dustin Diamond, who spent 13 seasons as the goofy nerd Screech on the Saturday morning sitcom Save the, Saved by the Bell, and its various iterations before his life and career took a turn for the worst, died Monday. Wow. He was 44. <laughs> Yeah, it really took what a turn the Holly- for the worst on yeah. Monday. <laughs> what did the Hollywood Reporter have against this poor man? Yikes. Stage four cancer? That's not the way you say that's Yikes. not the way you remember someone with stage four cancer. Damn. I do think, to be fair, that I wasn't Dustin Diamond like pretty problematic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't care. Um, okay. Anyway. I love Saved by the Bell. It was one of my favorite shows. Um and yeah, I just, and it I was so truly thrilled. Because he's in this movie for about eight seconds. Yeah, but it, I just, oh, man. You let Screech in? I've been standing here all night. Yeah. You can let Screech into the bar? There are so many, uh, there are a lot of good quotes from this there movie. Are, there are. Um, so, made from 2001. Um, Vince teams up again with his best buddy, John Favreau. Oh, for his. Ladies, this one's for you. For his, his directorial debut. Um, there's, you know, this misconception that he directed Swingers. He didn't. We talked a little bit about that on our Swingers episode. Which, if you haven't already listened to it, you can find yeah. it wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> wherever you found this, <laughs> yeah. you can find that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so this is, and it's still sort of known as like the Swingers team up. Like the yeah. re-team up of these two and I suppose that it is yeah um the two of them play sort of like low level mobsters they're just kind of helper monkeys yeah I don't even know if, if they would be considered mobsters at the beginning of the movie I think they work for a man 
who runs a mob, but I don't even think they're in the mob yet. Like, I think they are, like, literally the, this man's, like, assistants. Yeah, they do, you know, they work construction for him, they work yeah. uh, security for him and stuff. Yeah, they don't And, and Vince, they don't Vince do plays a, a, a slicky, slicky Ricky, uh, Mr. Rick, and <laughs> you got a kick out of that one? Yeah. Um, he plays Rick. Were going for. Yeah, and he's he's not even like a part of this a part of this company. He's, he's like John, buddy, right? yeah, G's John's buddy, and John is just like, please, can we let my friend paint some walls? <laughs> and he's like, oh, John, yes. Um, and the two of them are sort of sent off um, to New York. Yeah. From, I think, like, L.A., you know, wherever they... Yeah. It was L.A. Where, to do a mystery job. Just to, yeah, just to do some some low-level crime Mobbing. stuff um, for Peter Falk. You know, Peter Falk kind of plays their boss, yep. and they fly out there, and they do some stuff for him, and... Um, and they do things for P. Diddy. They, yes, they encounter <laughs> P. Diddy Combs. Not as himself. Sean as Combs. As Ruiz. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy. Puff Diddy. Puff Dragon. Puff Dragon? Right? That's deuce to me. Is that a Degrassi Is reference? Is it Dragon Tales? Puff Dragon. Puff the Magic Dragon? <laughs> no, I'm... Puff the Magic Dragon. Is that from like the 70s? Okay. I think you know what I'm also thinking of? Which what? I say as if you will know what I'm talking about, which you won't. Huh. There's a very iconic Degrassi episode where this energy drink that's like the bang of Degrassi called mm-hmm. Purple Dragon comes to mm. sponsor the school and Emma takes her shirt off and is like, fuck you, Purple Dragon, <laughs> for no reason. Wow. Yeah. Because the, you had the to show be was there, incredible. Huh? Yeah, you did have to be there and um, it was iconic. So anyways, I think that's what I was thinking of. But um, yeah, Puff Daddy, not to be confused with Puff Dragon. Anyway. Or Purple Dragon. <laughs> we, we will, yeah, we will, uh, um, gosh, you <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about whatever that was. Um, I'll show you the episode. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about our second film uh, a little bit later. Um, but first, uh, let's dive into Made a little bit. It is a good movie. It's a good movie! And you believe it. Barely. <laughs> Barely, because we, you know, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but... You know, we sat down for made, and we were like, we made, we made it, we made it, we made it through the dry spell, we made it through we th- our. We thought until we watched the. Yeah, yeah, and I was gonna say we made it. We no more double episodes that yeah. are not pre-planned because we we did it, and then we watched the prime gig, and we were like, anyway, well. made made. <laughs> It's a good movie. It's and, a really good and movie. And by my count, it is good movie number three. Swingers, Return to Paradise, this. Uh, listen. I mean, above average, like, you know, yeah, Cool Dry Place, yeah, Family Drama, whatever. Yeah. You know. I would consider Jurassic Park in that vein. Would I, you? Yeah, I would. I think I enjoyed it. You think you would. <laughs> I um, remember enjoying it. <laughs> I think you remember it incorrectly. Um, <laughs> okay, maybe. Anyway. I think I remember liking Vince. <laughs> My point is, it seems like his real key to success so far is John. Yep. Right? I mean... Which makes me excited for the breakup! Two, two, two of those three um, are uh, things he worked on with John and, and um, things that he you know had a lot to do with. And I think that that is... Um, uh, I don't, how do I want to say this? Like, they figured out what works. Yeah, exactly. They they knew what was up. Yeah, 
Right. Uh, and I, I also think, like, don't get me wrong, John's a genius, um, but I think there's also something to be said about just, like, being able to have a say in what you're creating. Like, we have said from the very beginning, from the first episode of this, that, you know, Vince is a creator. You know, he clearly likes to... Um, you know, be involved, and while he's, like, really respectful of the process and doesn't want to touch on anybody's toes, he is at his strongest, you know, like in Swingers, when he's, you know, when a project feels, I think, a little bit like his. Well, it's written for him. Yeah, and made clearly, like, there are so many, we watched a little bit of, um, the, like, behind-the-scenes feature on the disc, and there were so many pictures of Vince, like, with the director's headphones on and, like, helping John, and so, like, Vince was, I think, I think Swingers was, like, the role was written for Vince, but I think Maid was like, he was probably just a, a, a shy bit away from a co-directing credit, it seemed like. Not that he was looking for that, but I think just in the sense that like John and him really treated this as their baby. He also got, clearly, just got like free reign. Yeah. In in a way that, um, well, partially because we haven't seen him in a ton of comedies. Yeah. Um, but a way that we haven't really seen him get to do. Yeah. A little bit in Swingers, but also at the same time, I feel like that stuff in Swingers was scripted. It just sounded like Vince. Yep. You know, um, a lot of this here, you can tell that he's 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 ab libbing and he's mm-hmm. he's kind of just um, he's making it work. Yeah. You know, there's a scene where <laughs> there's a scene. This is probably my favorite moment in the movie where Peter Fox sort of walks them through step by step when they get to New York here's how they get the car here's where they're gonna go here's who they're gonna meet and he goes all right Rick Ricky Slicky Ricky Slicky Ricky repeat it back to me and Vince is like I heard you I heard you and he's like no repeat it back to me (laughs) and he goes like um I see what you're doing here you think I wasn't listening yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know Um, and it's like just this perfect like and only Few guys can pull that kind of thing off yeah. where like you know you know exactly how it's gonna go. You know that he wasn't listening, you know that yep. you know that he was, you know, too concerned about whatever other thing was on yeah. his mind. Um, you know exactly what he's gonna say, but Vince like still manages to make you laugh. Exactly. And still manages exactly. to like kind of throw you off a little bit. And I think similar to that, one of the one of the scenes I love the most, I think it was like the next scene after this, is when they're in the plane. On the plane. <laughs> I, like Did you just say in the plane? Yeah, in the plane. It's on the plane. But they're inside of a plane. Yeah, but nobody says that. It's on the plane. <laughs> There's okay. a the very famous George Carlin joke where he says, uh, everybody get on the plane. Fuck that. I'm getting in the plane. Evil can evil can get on the plane. You've never heard that one before? Yeah, exactly, which is why I'm siding with him. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you and George Carlin. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I agree with I'm you. I'm in good company. I don't see I, what the problem is here. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just saying that that's... Don't you like George Carlin? I do. I'm just... Then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're a freak. Anyway. No, anyways. So when they were inside of the plane, not sitting on it like Evil Knievel, um, there was a really great scene, and he just makes a total oh, ass of himself um, to the stewardess. And it was so funny because it reminded me a lot of Swingers in two ways. It reminded me a lot of a scene, scene in Swingers where, you know, he's making a fool of himself at the diner. But it also separately reminded me of when John Favreau calls the girl like 7,000 times yeah. uh, because he keeps calling he her back and calling her back. Or, or and waitress, yeah, yeah, and it was just, oh my gosh. He I, treats I, her like a waitress. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. It was, it's so funny. He really finds his groove here. And, you know, while I think he was brilliant in Swingers, of course, I mean, that like totally catapulted his career and you know that for a reason um i think he was brilliant swingers but he was he was 
really a caricature. Mm-hmm. I felt more like um, Rick could live in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Rick was crazy and Rick was, you know, big and brash, but Rick could be a person that I encounter where I feel like this, you know, his swingers character, I can't even remember his name. Um, uh, His swingers character just, I don't know. I think was a little, a little bit much. Yeah, I, I agree, and I also think maybe if that, I went to like Clemson, I would, I would not think that. Is that is that how boys at Clemson? I don't know. They're very like fratty there, aren't they? I, I don't know. Isn't that where Peter Millar goes? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's in Florida. It's just cool in Florida, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, that was a deep cut. If anyone yeah, knows what we're talking one about, one person that went. I saw that TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also, exactly to your point, like, his jokes are, like, real jokes. Yes. You know, they're not just, like, him being an idiot. Yeah. Or him, which he, I mean, it's plenty of that, but that's where the jokes come from, right? It's not just him doing his thing and being kind of silly, which is kind of what Swingers is, which is fine. I mean, we we really dug that. But this is, like, it it just feels like, and it also is, just more of a comedy, right? Um, back to that scene with Peter Falk, you know, like there's that he, you know, he gets the per diem money, the fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. and he's like, well, "Who do I give this to?" And he's like, oh, "That's your per diem," and he goes like, "Oh, I get to keep this." And he's like, "No, no, <laughs> no, you have to use it for food. You don't know how long you'll be there. It could be a very long time." Yeah, then like thirty and he's minutes like, later, this is my money. Thirty minutes later, he's got like fifty bucks left. Yeah, and John, and I think like I, I, I so wonder if. Vince is actually this <laughs> reckless in real life. Like, it, I feel like John wouldn't be as good buddies with him if Vince was as much of a kind of, like, bump on a log as he makes him out to be. Um, but it is just funny. Like, you can tell that John actually is, like, a very t- type A guy who's like, but the money, we have to we have to budget and we have to make sure that it's going to stretch the amount and <laughs> the, we're not sure how long we're going to be the here. The champagne on the flight, right? Yeah, and he's like, it's free, right? <laughs> it's, it's complimentary, right? She goes, it is complimentary. Would you like another one? He goes... It's complimentary. It's, there's no hidden fee or anything like that. Yeah. She goes, no, it is. And he goes, you bet your ass I would. Yeah. And he just takes them all off the track. <laughs> he takes a bunch of them off the track. Yeah. That was me when I flew to Vegas for my 21st birthday. And the woman next to us was like, do you want free drink coupons? And I was like, free? Drink coupons? Give them to me. Give them to me. And I had a, I don't even know what I had. I had a drink in the sky. Anyway, um, I had a drink in the plane. This is probably my favorite Vince performance so far. I don't know if I would say that it's his best, although, you know, that is a subjective thing. Mm -hmm. But I do think, like, this is the most fun that I had. It does get, like, a little old after 90 minutes, but I'm not sure, like, how many comedies don't get a little old after 90 minutes i could think of a few but you would highly disagree yeah (laughs) and you know one of the ones that we'll talk about next week for our sort of comedy sampler episode that we're doing um that we watched yesterday that's a movie that i love yeah feel like it gets a little old after a while yeah right and so i kind of feel the same way about that uh, about this um but like when he's doing his thing and he's got the jokes rolling, yeah, it's great. I, I'm interested that you think that this is your favorite Vince performance. Like, good for you. I think it's a good Vince performance. I just, I don't know. I think, 
I, I, you know, and it's hard because it's hard to like remove the person from the movie and like we've been doing that a lot lately because the movies have just been straight up bad and we're like well we have one person that we are watching and that is about it um and but I feel like with this movie because the rest of the people were like good like perfectly good um it was just kind of hard to remove him from that and like I feel like think of a full picture of like how Vince was in this movie I think Swingers was still more enjoyable for me Mm mm-hmm um, and I also, I, I hate to keep going back to this, but I just like really loved his singular performance in A Cool Dry Place. Although I think it was just wildly different from everything else. Like I do not, I don't feel comfortable saying A Cool Dry Place was his best performance because it's just so different. Like I think that, that is like one of his best performances, but it's obviously not his shtick. He's not doing his fast talking, well, you know, I think thing. that's the thing about Made is like, you know. You want to talk about we did it, you know, Dora. Yeah. We did it. We we got to we got to the smooth talking, fast talking, talk your way out of anything, ad libby, free flowing. Yes, and um, and I did really enjoy it. I just, I think for me, I just found Swingers to be the more enjoyable movie. And I and I was thinking about why maybe I thought that, and I think it had to come down to cast. I just loved, and even though like two of those you know people are the same, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. I, I loved Ron Livingston. I thought they had such great banter. I just thought that the... I think I liked the story more as well. Like, I just mm-hmm. liked the story. But I can see why you would really enjoy this Vince performance. He really that, did a great job. Swingers is definitely thematically richer yes. than made. But a part of it being thematically rich is Vince becoming insufferable by the end of the movie. We talked about this in our Swingers That's episode. True. You want the full conversation on that? Um, just like Taylor said, you can find that episode the same place you found this. I'm not sure where you found this one, but <laughs> um, but you know, we talked a little bit about Vince is really fun at the beginning of this movie, and John really looks up to him, and blah blah blah. And by the end of the movie, John thinks he's an insufferable asshole, yep. and goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe I hung out with that guy." And you kind of feel the same way. And yeah. so there's this little part of me that I like, you know. Maybe towards the end of this project or something, maybe I want to rewatch Swingers. Yeah. But there's this little part of me that, like, what what I was left with was Vince being insufferable. Yeah. And an asshole and obnoxious. And so if you started it from the beginning again, would you just think that? Maybe I would just, maybe I should just watch the first half of that movie or something. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. But I think there's just a, like, a little part of me that, like, and like the GIF, you know, you know I, I run the Vonathon Twitter account, which you can find at Vonathon on Twitter. And, um, when, you know, when you type in Vince Vaughn, which I do a lot, into, like, the GIF um, section, uh, the swingers, him on the table oh, in yeah. the diner and doing this dance. In the best Western diner. Where I was just like, ugh, like, God, what an asshole. That one comes up all the time. <laughs> and so I see it all the time. Yeah. And I just, like, I constantly think that, like... Not to say I didn't like Vincent, and I, I did, and, and, and you know, you can listen to my fresher I mean, if he made you feel something, obviously, from a that means weeks it's a great ago. performance. But at the same time, like, I think I just enjoyed this one more. Like I said, I don't know if it's better, but I do think I prefer it. I think simply just because, like, this is what he does really well. At no point does he leave a bad taste in your mouth. He's kind of just fun. He's kind of just like a dumb, stupid, you know... Chipmunk the whole time. Chipmunk. I don't know. <laughs> Chipmunk. <laughs> and all right. And, um, I'll take hot takes for ten trillion. And uh, 
and he's just fun. And that's that's all that you are left with. Okay, Chipmunky. So I am going to say that, yeah, I agree with you. I think that it was good. But I, I still just think for me, I got very overshadowed when it came to this with story. And I just was not as crazy about the story. Um, But that's okay. I, I agree. I thought he had a really great performance. And I was just happy to see him collab with John again. I'm so happy that we have a lot of projects coming up where he does collab with John. Sort of. I mean, they're not like John, you know, projects. Does he do another... I don't think he does another movie that John directs. I just meant like starring together. Yeah, no, I understand. But I feel like like so much of this is like their collaboration. Yeah. Couples Retreat, I think they, they like wrote together. still friends? I think it's, I think it's kind, kind of, of a... controversial. Yeah, I think so too. And I don't know if I... It might break my heart okay, if I yeah. look into it. Yeah, let's just... So kind of decided to not. Okay. I, I respect that. Anyway, I would say that Made is um, one of the better Vince performances, if not my favorite, one of the best Vince movies so far. And I'm, I would agree. I'm very, very happy that we have found um, this era. Yes. The prime gig aside, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the comedies. I'm ready for the goofiness. Um, you know, as I do, I was looking at our schedule coming up and um, a couple outliers here and there, but we are really about to hit um, the, the real meat and potatoes of our, of our research project, which yeah. is if you forgot what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, I, you know, I was this a, were, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I was going to ask, you know, were, were mob movies very popular then? But then I guess I was thinking at the same time. Yeah, The Sopranos was on. Well, so much of this was The Sopranos, right? Yeah, John, you know, was asked to come play himself on an episode of The Sopranos, and he said that he learned so much from that experience, and it really inspired, um, you know, the creative process for this movie. So I was going to say, Patrick, you know, our our fellow, our resident uh, film historian, was this, you know, seated in anything? But yeah, it was, clearly. Well, I also think that, like, um, in so many mom movies, the guys are cool, yeah. Like they obviously have an an inevitable downfall. Yeah. Right. Um. But they're cool and they're hip, and they shoot Except guys, and they you know leave the gun and take the cannoli and you know <laughs> you know you you like them right. Yeah. Um. B- because they're cool, right? Yeah. Goodfellas, The Sopranos, you know, The Godfather, right? We don't need to get into this. Um. <laughs> a- any of these sort of iconic. We really don't need to get into that. Any of these, you know... Don't look me up. I don't want them traced back. <laughs> sort of sort of iconic um, mob characters are cool. Yes. And these guys are the opposite of cool. Yeah. So I almost like at times would forget it was a mob movie. Yeah. Uh, obviously there's that scene where they all end up sort of Spider-Man meme pointing the gun at each other towards the end and there's... Um, the, the standoff, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, sort of the height of the mob thing. But otherwise, they're kind of just doing, like, illegal activity. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel very mobby. It doesn't feel like a whole lot of... It's like, it's more waste management than it is anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I don't even know. I will say, like, that was one downside for me with Mate, is I, I, I was a little confused. Like, I just was like... And I wouldn't say... Maybe confused is not the right word. I struggled to see the 
through line at, at points. Oh, and, that's a great transition to our next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, let me quickly give you two pieces of IMDb trivia, and okay. then I want to use that transition. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to tell you off the dome. All right. Okay. Number one. You could just lie to me and I would not know. The football coach, remember when they're walking yes. by the high school? That is Vince's dad. Is it? In a little cameo. Yeah. Aw. He says the thing to John that's like, you always had it in you. And then yeah. <laughs> Vince is like, did I always have it in me, coach? <laughs> oh, and he's like, no. That's, that's his dad. Um, and then number two, um, I noticed this, and then also IMDb noticed this, mm -hmm. the uh, double down on 11 yes. um, license plate. Which yeah. um, We were watching the movie, and for literally 0.5 seconds, you see the front of the car, and Patrick was like, double down on 11. No, they keep showing it over and no, over again. I, no one pays that much no. attention. No, no, no. There was a scene where you they- You and the IMDb bird. I, no. I just would like to say- Patrick shits on these IMDb no, people. No, no, no. I'm not taking mouth. this. Your mouth. I'm not taking this. Patrick is always like, what people have time to sit down from the computer no. and type in their little type and notice things in the movie that no one else notices? No. And you're one of them. I'm very simply not taking this from you. You <laughs> must have been picking your you nose or something. Uh, because it literally, like, the car drove into the camera. I'm too busy looking for And then I was times. like, oh, wait a minute. And then I waited until the next time it came up to point it out to you okay. because you were off. In La La Land. Okay, Virgo. Okay, I don't. <laughs> wow, I don't want to hear it. All right. Anyway, let's talk about some movies um, that lack a through line. That lack a point. <laughs> the Prime Gig from two thousand and one. Um, this movie, Vince, uh, directed DVD. I think is sort of an important distinction. Yes. Hit the film festival circuit. Yeah. Who didn't find a theatrical so release? So funny is when I they... wonder why and hit the DVD so circuit. So I. Um had to charge my phone uh, about three quarters into this movie, if that uh, tells you anything. Uh, my phone was dying from yeah, we got being it. looked at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Please treat us like we're idiots and couldn't figure it out on okay, our own. Okay, okay. Anyways, um, my phone was dying. I had to go plug it up. And so I had to actually like very intensely watch the last like God 20 forbid. minutes. You watch the movie um, you're supposed to no, watch know, for this podcast. I was just standing there reading the credits and um, at this point, you had gone, and I noticed Sundance. It was like the, we are proudly, you know, supported by the Sundance Inst Institution, and I was like, "What?" Keep in mind, yes, I had <laughs> gone. I the movie had about three minutes left, and I went to the bathroom because yes. I went, "Oh, I get it." Because um, you want to talk about treating you like an idiot? The movie just lays it all out in the last five minutes yeah. of this movie, and you're it's like, "It's like kind of wow. up in the air the entire time," and then it's just like. Yeah. And so we're going to spoil it for you. Um, <laughs> so this movie, The Prime Gig, 2001, um, Vince plays, he's like a telemarketer, mm -hmm. and he's like a, it's like a scam. It's like yeah. a MLM kind of, you know, Cutco Knives, it's bullshit. They, they sell these flights to Hawaii, excuse me, these, these travel packages to Hawaii, yeah. you know, anyway, it's all bullshit. And um, Vince is the best bullshitter of the group. Which, um, despite, sense yeah, despite the fact that this movie's not very good, Vince is doing his thing. Wallace and, Shawn is in it, which I am always happy to see my king, Wallace Shawn. And he's not very good at the telemarketing. Um, Vince is really As good guess. and ends up getting a job um, with Ed Harris, who plays, um, you know, the mysterious man that he always seems to play. Yeah. He's either playing the hero or the mysterious man. Um, or the lawyer in Mockingbird on Broadway. Yeah, the hero. That I saw... Um, 
Yeah, good for you. The hero is what I said. Um, he's playing the mysterious man. He plays that in the new Top Gun Maverick, which I saw. As press. I did. Anyway, um, he uh, starts working for Ed Harris, and Ed Harris has this scheme where he says, we found this gold mine. And in this gold mine, there's $30 million worth of gold. But it's going to take us $2.5 million to get all the gold out. To excavate it. Yes. Excellent vocabulary. Word. I had to redeem myself after some points in this in this episode. <laughs> and, so And basically they're selling what I guess they're like bonds, right? You put some money towards this excavation attempt and your money will come back to you. He says four hundred, five hundred percent back because they're gonna make all this money on this gold, right? So it's their job to to make this money on um Selling people these these shares, these bonds, whatever you want to call them. Vince is rolling in the dough at one point. He's like, I made $36,000 yesterday. You know, he makes 20% on his cut. But there's a part of him that goes, I don't think there's any gold down there. Yeah. And he's never allowed to see the cave. Ed Harris never takes him down there. He begs him a million times. Even though Ed Harris is like praising these gang of kind of goons up and down. Like, you guys have been chosen. You guys yeah. have been vetted. You're the best yeah, it's, of the best. It's sort of like, it's this underground operation. And yeah, they, they found all the best bullshitters from all yeah. the companies and brought them in. And guys that had gone to prison and all this stuff. And they show them photos of the gold and of them, you know, doing the excavation stuff. But they never actually see it. And we're going to get into spoilers, which is fine, because um, the only You're way to watch this film watch is to this. buy the DVD, which I don't recommend, particularly recommend if you, you do. If you want to rent it from our personal collection, it's $10 and we'll mail it to <laughs> Yeah, you, you can just have it. Um, yeah, if you want yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want to Venmo me $4, I'll, I'll we'll sign it and it. put it in the mail to yeah. you. <laughs> Reach out to us at VinceVonathon at, at on Twitter. Just VinceVonathon at gmail.com. Um, you, you want to send me $4, you can have an autographed copy of the Prime gig. Really? If um, you just say please, we might do it. You, so. can't, you <laughs> can't even like stream it. Like no. You know how like on Amazon, you know, you can rent things for $4. You can't even do that. Like It doesn't it exist. 12 reviews. 12 reviews. Well, now 14, I suppose. 14. I haven't rated mine yet, so 13. 13. Upcoming 14 reviews on Letterboxd and... Um, Anyway, if you're gonna watch one movie from this episode, it's made. If you're gonna watch you one watch movie made from anyways. this, if you're gonna watch one movie from this project, you should watch ten movies before you watch the Prime gig. Yeah. Um. So spoilers incoming. Um. There's no fucking gold. There's no gold. There's no gold. <laughs> it's and, all a big scam. <laughs> and uh, Vinny is, as he does best, flirting with uh the ladies, macking on the mamas, and. <laughs> He, he is. He's macking. He's macking on a particular mama who is Australian. She has an accent. She has an accent. Um, and I think she's Australian. She's British. Really? I'll look her up. You keep going. Anyways. Um, and she, you know, she's into him. And they are making sweet love. And She's the number two in this operation behind Ed yeah, Harris. Yeah, she's the number two in this operation. And he's like, oh, yes. She's English. Boom. I think she was playing an Aussie, though, because... Doesn't matter. Anyways. Um, he's macking on her, and uh, she's like, let's get married. And he's like, no. And then she's like, eh, maybe, because I love you, and I want my green card. And then he's like, okay, maybe. And they do. And then she... Robs him, the evil wench. She steals all of his. Do they actually get married, or is she just like? Uh, so I thought she just faked this the marriage certification stuff. 
Oh, yeah, I guess. It... They didn't get married. It doesn't matter. Okay. She robs him of all of his money. He he goes, oh shit, and he runs back to you know base yeah. camp, and everything's gone. In it's a mo- ghost town. There's one guy left. There's one yeah. other salesman. And the movie ends, which which I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really understand the ending. The movie ends where Vince goes back to his buddy's place. His buddy's turned his life around. Vince gives him all the cash money he owns in the world, and walks past. An ice cream van with mm-hmm. laughing children into the ether. Exactly, because <laughs> they had already ended the movie thematically, yes. and they didn't know what to do, right? Yeah. I mean, basically... And they had you know, rented that ice cream van, you know, this, for the afternoon. This whole movie, it's a will there, won't they? Will they end up robbing Vince and it's all escape because there's no fucking gold? Will they find the gold? And, yeah, there's like... there's. But that's the thing, is there's no real... Um, there's no real drama here because yeah. you know that there's no fucking gold. Like, there's, yeah. like how it's else? Weird. How else would the movie end? The movie's yeah. not going to end with him being like, "Oh, I'm fucking rich now." The end. You know, like clearly just, he's going to get scared. There was just literally no, so there's no tension. There's no tension and, because you know the whole time. Yeah, and like when he gets robbed, I will say like Vince is a guy who knows how to show heightened emotion. And he just... He doesn't even get to say anything. I don't think it's the other yeah. guy doing all the screaming and, so, and yelling. And so, like, literally, he just, like, finds out, and he's just like... Yeah. Yep. He, he doesn't yeah. even show emotion he, on his face. Well, I think like, that's the thing. is like he, he's, he's like a fucking, you know, like, representative of us. We're like, yeah, yeah that's what was going to happen. Yeah. You know? And he walks into the empty warehouse. Yeah. And there's, there's nobody there, and there's no money, and he's been robbed. And you're just like, wow. Like, that's... That's it. And I wrote this in my Letterboxd review. I don't understand the theme of this movie other than don't be an asshole and con people. Yeah. Which is not... Something we need to be reminded (laughs) of. It's not something we didn't know before. Yeah. Here is my entire review of the movie. Okay. That I have not put on Letterboxd, but I will put some iteration of this on I have one more that I want to add on that, but go ahead. Um, This movie strikes me as a production where at the very beginning, day one, they said, this is going to be direct-to-video. And they all went, I'm going to act my wage. (laughs) I'm going to mind my business. That didn't happen, but it feels like it. That's what I'm saying. That's what it feels like. It feels like on day one. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to do bare minimum and I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. Because it just seemed like no one cared. Like, it's like, it's so weird. Like, and like, that's, I think why Sundance was so surprising for me. Like, not that Sundance always has these, you know, incredible winners, but it just, it didn't even feel like a Sundance movie. Like, it just, it felt so direct-to-video, which is why it ended up there. And why it was bad. Um, yeah. Think of a movie with a similar... Are you telling me all of Ethan Hawke's filmography on direct-to-video are bad? Think of a similar um, <laughs> thematic film. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street, okay? Obviously, oh, the prime gig is no Wolf started. of Wall Street. But there is a, we're conning people, Yeah. we're fucking over the regular guy, and we're making our dough, Yeah. and then it all comes crumbling down, right? But see, oh. you have to go high that's to the, go low. That's the thing. And they never Is that go in high. Wolf of Wall Street, they get, they, they get their little taste, yeah. and then they get greedy, and then they can't stop. Yeah. And then there's this thing about, like, you know, 
addiction, like addiction yes. of any kind. There's you know, drug addiction, addic- addiction to gambling, and addicted to selling. Women and, and addicted to money and addicted to yeah. drugs, and he's addicted to everything. Like he, you know, he is at the highest of the high. Which he when is he, the wolf of Wall Street. He's the wolf of Wall Street, and when he gets to the lowest of low, yeah, it's it feels that jump is so much larger. Right, and there was no There's high the high. cautionary tale. There, there was right? no, exactly there literally was no that, that one scene where he high. goes like, "I made thirty six thousand dollars yesterday. That's more than my mom makes all year." That's like the only time where he like even addresses how much money he has yeah. or like like he doesn't go on a big shopping spree yeah. he doesn't like work his way up the company no. and become the new number two you know he doesn't no. he doesn't find out oh there's no gold but then keep doing it anyway because he can't fucking stop yeah. right there's none of that <laughs> Just sell the some. The stakes are and then the end. so <laughs> low. The stakes are so, so low. So when he walks into the empty warehouse, everybody goes, yeah, of course there's no gold, you fucking idiot. And Vince knows it too. There was never any gold. I fell for it. What a dumbass I am. But he let fell me, for let it. Let me just walk off into the sun. Yeah, but he fell for it. Why? Because he was stupid? Like, he was lazy? Like, what is the reason? Right. Like, again, there's no like, <laughs> oh, he just couldn't help himself. Right. Or he was in the midst of uncovering it and just fell short. Or like, no. he just... <laughs> He just got duped. He just got duped. And it's just (laughs) pathetic. (laughs) Really? We made the movie seem like so much more fun than it is. Like, like we're laughing about it. And like... It, 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 it's Hindsight almost like, is twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like we watched this and we were like, "Come on, something should happen," you yeah. know. Or like, uh, and don't get me wrong, like he don't actually. You, no, dumbass. There's no gold. There's no, we were just sitting there, just drooling. Yeah, there is actually. You know, Vince has a decent performance there. It's not like these people are bad. He's doing but, his fast talking thing. I would say that these people just seem checked out. Yeah, all of them. Ed Harris, Vince Vaughn, Wallace Shawn, they all just seem to some degree checked out mentally, which is why I said it feels like this movie on day one, they went, no one's going to see this. This is going to have 13 letterbox reviews till the rest of time. Uh, And they went, Uh yeah, might as well just take it, chill out, you know? Right, right. Take a little personal day. And yeah, so that was, you know, it was a little, it was hard because, you know, we watched Made and, you know, Made was really great. And, you know, like we said, Made is, you know, you know, one of your homeworks, we say we're going to sign, you know, those must-sees on here and Made is one of them. But, and we were like, we made it through. We made it through. We're, we're, we're hitting the ground running now. And the prime gig, similar theme, you know, we thematically to some. This podcast is our prime gig. I'm sorry. I could, I'm trying to think of something with the maid. You didn't have to. That you kept, all right. <laughs> okay. All right. This is a. Anyways, I'm so sorry for that, guys. Domestic disturbance in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sometimes we rethink our life choices leading up to this point and just go, <laughs> was Vince Vaughn the right guy? But I would um break up this podcast, huh? but I have some unfinished business. And who's heard of that movie, Patrick? Because no, no one listened. Eight hundred and six people. Yeah, <laughs> no one just listened to you say that and went, "Oh, the breakup and you know Vince's great hit, Unfinished Business. What a great pun!" They went, "What?" It's <laughs> a weird way to say let's hey, end. Hey, listen, if you keep yelling at me, we're gonna have a brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine. Yeah, well... I'm losing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we don't start making money on this podcast soon. We're all going to be delivery men. <laughs> Anyways. We're done. We're done. I think we're done with the shit. Do you have IMDb trivia? No, that doesn't exist. I, yeah. think, I think that we're done with the shit, if I'm being honest. Like, 
Um, I'm looking at this. We've got our comedy sampler, which, you know, comedy movies have highs and lows. But, like, I think that we're done with just the mindless bullshit for a while. Yeah. Like, the just the no... <laughs> God, I hope so. No, I mean, there's going to be some later stuff, I think. But for now, like, we did it. We made it. Okay. I think that I, I wouldn't we, mind... We have to paradise. <laughs> I wouldn't mind the, like, mindless bullshit if it was at least, like, provoking some sort of thought. That's the thing. It's, you know, like... That's if how it, it's mindless. Well, I, I'm, I, I... Okay, that was a poor way of phrasing it, but I guess, like, uh-huh. I just... I wouldn't mind the schlock if it was at least, like, trying something new. You know, like, not everyone is going to understand every movie. You're not going to like every movie, but if it makes you think, you know, like, the maybe cell. it did something. Yeah, The Cell. The Cell was not our thing, but I respected the hell out of it. Like, they went for it. They, I think they did exactly what they accomplished. Like, good for them. And I feel like, you know, I I don't know. I just feel like this was so mid. I've never used the word mid before, wow. but I, my coworker and I were talking about her son using the term mid, and I was like, yeah, I'm young, and that's too young for me. Well, on that note, <laughs> I would like to stop this now that you've said the word mid. I think that we've reached... I would like to formally apologize. I think that we've reached the lowest of the low. Um, yeah. Comedy episode next week. We've been hinting at this for a while. There's a bunch of movies where Vince just has these cameos. Um, and, and a television program where he does the same thing. We're going to sort of loop all of these things together and do one big, fat, mega episode for you next week. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We already watched one of them. I had a good time. We're going to watch some more of them, and uh, we're going to get the episode out to you on time next week. Yes. We were talking about, like, five different projects next week. And they, they, they go out of order, you know, we've been chronological this whole time. We go a little out of order, but we just figured... Um, Hoping to avoid any once, more double episodes Once we hit one, which is, I'll just say, it's Zoolander is, is like sort of the next one, right? We just figured, okay, he's barely in Zoolander. Let's just do like five things that he's barely in, even if it jumps ahead in time a little bit. Um, we're not going, you know, we're not going too, too crazy, I think, of those five projects. Like four of them take place within like a two-year span. Yeah. Um, and then another one is a sequel. So, you know, they're kind of all... Um, in the same ballpark, and that's uh, where we're going to be next week. A lot of Vince being silly, a lot of Vince being funny, and uh, at this point I've decided that that is my favorite Vince, which is a shocker to absolutely nobody. Except, you know, the indie Vince fans, which I think I'm going to be Both of them are going to be really mad at me. <laughs> I think that the indie Vince fans, like, I think there's merit to that, and I think we might be indie Vince fans once we've watched every single Vince Vaughn comedy and go, I'm done, <laughs> well, you I'm the tapping out. <laughs> I saw Delivery Man in theaters. <laughs> like, what about let's... Unfinished Business? <laughs> you weren't even Unfinished Business. I don't like. What even is exactly, that movie? Exactly. Who is exactly. in that movie with I him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna. Ask, I want to go into a blind. Don't ask tell me, me anything. in six months. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit a time where we're like, wow, I can't wait to. We said this the whole time in our else. very first episode. We were like, we're gonna die for the Wedding Crashers dodgeball era. And then, like, seven Delivery movies man. into that, we're yeah. going to be like, never No, <laughs> I don't want to ha-ha anymore. <laughs> um, or worse, I don't want to not ha-ha at something I'm supposed to be ha-haing exactly. at anymore. Exactly. Um, so. Until then, folks. It's past our bedtime. It is. Um, we're going to see you next week. we got that comedy episode. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter 
at Vonathon. I do a lot of stupid shit on there. I have a lot of fun. You should check it out. Taylor runs the Instagram. That is something, the handle, I mess it up every week. At Vince Vonathon. At Vince Vonathon on Instagram. You can find Taylor at Mailer Talone on Twitter and at Taylor Lee Malone, L-E-I-G-H, <laughs> on Instagram. I'm not letting you say it anymore. You can find me at Patrick J. Regal, anywhere you find people online. You don't want them to follow me on Letterboxd or? What, what, what's your letterbox name? At Taylor Malone. All right. <laughs> Taylor Malone. Peter Malone. Peter Malone. <laughs> don't follow at Peter Malone. <laughs> Unless you want to spend $800 on a plain shirt. <laughs> I don't think it was that expensive. I saw it. I think it was like four. I saw it at like Nordstrom Rack. It's not four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's the off-brand Peter Millar. That was the the cheap Peter Millar. Anyway, folks, we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. <laughs>